Welcome to the First Player Token Podcast, a short podcast for folks who enjoy playing board games with family and friends. I'm your host, Derek Bruff. In this episode, we learn what to do in the unlikely event that someone gives you a panda in Takenoko. One of the things I love about board games is the visual design. A beautifully illustrated game board or colorful components not only catch the eye, but can draw me into a game. On today's episode, we review a game with a fantastic visual design. In fact, it was the look of the game that got my attention when I saw it a few years ago on Instagram. The game is called Takanoko. It's a 2011 game designed by Antoine Bauza and published by Bombix Studios. And it's more than just pleasant to look at. There's a lot of good game in this very pretty package. To review Takanoko, I have a very special guest on the podcast today. Jared Richardson is the co-host of Level With Us, a podcast where Jared and his brother Marcus have a cozy video game discussion every week. Most of the games I play are analog, not digital, but I did pick up a Nintendo Switch earlier this year so I could connect more with the 11-year-old. And Level With Us has been my podcast companion in exploring the world of video games. I really love what Jared and Marcus do on the podcast. As reviewers of games, they are warm, funny, and concise. And I do love a short podcast. Recently, I reached out to Jared to see if he would be a guest on the First Player Token podcast. He said yes and asked if there were any games I was already planning to review in upcoming episodes. Takanoko was on that list, and he jumped at the chance to talk with me about it. We had a great conversation about the game, which I'm excited to share with you now. I am very excited to have a guest on the First Player Token podcast. Today on this episode, we have Jared Richardson. He is the uh, co-host of Level With Us, uh, a podcast where Jared and his brother Marcus have a cozy video game discussion every week. And it's one of my uh, favorite podcasts. I'd, I actually don't play a lot of video games myself, although I've started to dabble now that my stepson is, is into that space. Um, but I still love listening because it's such a great podcast and I, I love the, the coziness of it all. So thank you, Jared, for being on, on my podcast today. Oh, thank you so much, Derek. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of the First Player Token podcast, um, and I used to listen to it on my commutes like for a whole year before uh, starting Level <laughs> With Us. So oh. it's it's a pleasure to, to join you finally. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. That's uh, it's <laughs> anyone who listens to my podcast, I'm a fan of. So it's a, <laughs> it's a small group. Um, so uh, Level With Us is a so I have a kind of big picture question for you first, Jared. Sure. Um, so Level With Us is a podcast about video games. Um, but I know you also enjoy playing board games. Quite and I'm wondering if those two different types of games play different roles in your life. Yeah, I guess for me it's kind of an ebb and flow. Um, sometimes I'm really into my video games, and sometimes I'm really into my board games, and I'm uh, constantly flipping back and forth. But whenever I find a board game-based video game, uh, then I get super hooked, because it's just <laughs> the best of both worlds. So something like Slay the Spire or Tharsis. Uh, I'm, I'm a, or Armello. Those are really fun board game type video games. But, um, but yeah, I, I'd say I, they're both equally fun to me. The thing with board games is I have to find other people to play, right. which isn't always possible. Uh, whereas I can always, you know, 
play my video games. Yeah. So yeah. 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 Either solo or online or, um, yeah. And I will say, so I had, I had mentioned on Twitter that I was trying to dip my toe into the waters of the switch and, uh, uh particularly indie games there. Um, and you'd recommended Tharsis, which I have, I have now played and enjoyed. And, oh, um, awesome. Di- died horribly. <laughs> I haven't beaten it yet, but <laughs> it's, it's hard. It's really hard. <laughs> I, I was doing well. And then they, they like, you know, doubled the difficulty level halfway through, and I thought, oh my goodness, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to strategize a little more. Well, when I invited you on my podcast, I asked you uh, if there was a family-friendly game that you really liked that uh, you might talk about, and you picked out Takanoko. So, um, tell us, Jared, what? Tell us a little bit about Takanoko and 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 why it's one of your favorite board games. Oh man, uh, so story time. Uh, Takenoko was a game I played uh, several years ago. Um, I was serving a mission for my church over in Chicago and we were visiting a family there and they just had an entire wall just chock full of board games. It was, it was the dream, right? Like It was like, oh, this is what I want my house to look like someday. And um, every, once a week we'd go over and play a game with them and one week we played Takenoko. And uh, I, I could be misquoting this, but I think one of them said, oh yeah, it's, it's kind of like Sellers of Catan, but really fun. And <laughs> <laughs> nothing against Catan, but um, after playing Takenoko, I concur. I, I thought it was super, super fun. So much so that when I got home, I was always on the lookout for it um, and never really got around to buying it until I got married. And I'm pretty sure it was the first game I put on my wedding registry, or the Aww. first thing I put <laughs> the on my first registry. Thing. Okay. Yes, before silverware and and uh, a toaster and all that. So um, <laughs> because I just really wanted to play it with my wife. So uh, and we we did end up getting it. Yeah. So Takanoko is a two to four player game where you are building a bamboo garden over time. And there are certain things that happen as you're building this garden. There is weather effects that change how, uh, how the bamboo grows. There's a big hungry panda that goes around eating the bamboo. And your goal is to impress the emperor. And so you're all competing for points. So you have these little goal cards that might be get four stacks of uh, three pieces of green bamboo or have the panda eat two yellow pieces of bamboo, etc. Uh, so you're all competing to get the most points, and it's a lot of fun. Really easy to pick up and play, but just enough complexity to um, to enjoy it if you're a more seasoned player. And those are the kind of games that speak to me. I like games that I can play uh, with my friends who aren't into board gaming or with, uh, you know, my little cousins or whoever, uh, but still enjoy it myself. And that's kind of the types of games that I collect yeah yeah i like that takanoko is pretty accessible and i can i can kind of play hard or i can play easy and it's still fun um and it's one of those games where i feel like when i do play it with adults i realize there's a lot more happening than (laughs) i usually see when i'm playing with eight-year-olds um and i have to be a little bit more strategic so it scales up nicely yeah and i like the comparison to Catan, and that i mean there's a lot of hexagons certainly that's true that's Um, probably the biggest comparison yeah but i think it's got a little more player interaction which i like and it's it's speedier right you can play in usually under an hour um which i think is nice especially for you know short attention span kids uh what do you think of the components of this game oh man i that it's it's so good the production on this game is so good i just pulled it out um before we were about to record 
and I was so impressed with the little figurines. Like, uh, normally, I've played a lot of games where they have figurines that size that are just really splotchy and not very detailed, but these look really good. The bamboo is kind of made of a faux wood. Um, the colors, I, I know I'm not the one who runs the color commentary segment, but uh, I love the, the overall palette for this game. Yeah. It's just really pretty to look at. Yeah, yeah, it's got that the kind of a lime green and a lemon yellow and a peach of some sort. Grapefruit peach. Grapefruit peach, there we go, yes. Or pink, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's um, yeah, it's a lovely game, and the it's eye-catching, right, when I... Okay, so um, on Level With Us, uh, you and Marcus have a little structure for your video game reviews, um, and I thought it would be fun to borrow that structure <laughs> to help us talk about Takenoko. Uh, um, yeah, you can borrow it as long as you give it back after. <laughs> okay, okay, we'll do. So, um, so first, I think you do star pieces. Uh, what are That's star right. pieces, and what's your star piece for Takenoko? Star pieces is the part of the show where we talk about a cool little detail or something we discovered that we really liked. And um, I was going to talk about the production, which we already kind of have, but uh, one star piece that I'd love to bring up is that the front of the manual for the game is a, a big comic spread. And the story of the game is basically the Chinese emperor comes to visit the Japanese emperor and they gift him with this big hungry panda. And the uh, the Japanese emperor doesn't know what to do with this <laughs> this panda. <laughs> right. And he's like, Gardner, go grow a bamboo garden for it. And uh, that kind of sets the stage for, for the, the game to play out. And I just love that. I mean, <laughs> they didn't have to do that. They could have just had the logo on the front of the page. Well, my star piece is... Um... You mentioned the weather as part of the game, and you have to roll this weather die, uh, and it's got different weather on different sides, and um, and I and I can imagine the designer was thinking one of these results needs to be that the panda eats a little extra bamboo, but what weather would be associated with the bam with the panda eating more? And so they picked lightning, and I love again in the instruction book they 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 explain all this right that the the lightning scares the the panda and he runs and hides and eats some bamboo as comfort food. <laughs> and <laughs> that's I just right. love that it's so easy to remember in the game because yeah that's that's what a panda would do he's got to have his little comfort food. Just a little side note: Have you ever seen the movie The Emperor's New Groove? I don't think so, oh, but okay. I know it has a lot of fans. I think I'm I think I missed it. I'm a little too old. Gotcha. Never. Okay. Well, for for the listeners who have seen it, there's a, a famous line in the movie where the where Isma says, "Pull the lever, Kronk." And um, whenever we play this game, it's a house rule that you have to yell, "Roll the weather, Kronk!" Whenever you roll the <laughs> weather die. I love that. I love that. I do want to confirm something. So, star pieces is that phrase taken from Mario Galaxy? It's you know those are star bits, star uh, bits. Star, okay, but 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 I they can if that's the imagery that I conjure <laughs> okay. that can be it. There's actually another game called Paper Mario: The Thousand Year Door, which is one of my favorite games of all time, and those are like a little hidden collectible you find tucked uh, in corners of the game. Gotcha. So that's kind of what uh, what we named the segment after. Okay. Well, good. I'm glad to know that. A little behind the scenes here. Yeah. I, I was a big Mario Galaxy trivia. fan. I, I played it with my, my oldest when she was little all the time. We Oh, yeah. I love that game. Yeah. Okay, so next is Quick Jabs. What are Quick Jabs? A Quick Jabs is the part of the show where we get to complain a little bit. We get to whine about something that's usually really inconsequential and doesn't actually matter that much. <laughs> so, so do is, you have a Quick Jab for this game? 
I do. I think the irrigation system is a little confusing the first time you play. So mm. the, the tiles that you build out start with a central tile, and any tile next to it is automatically irrigated. Um, but beyond that, you have to you have these little... I mean, they're blue wooden sticks is what they are, but they're, they form like an irrigation system or pipeline. And I think new players just don't really see how that works and they forget that it's important. And so almost every time they'll play down one of those goal cards that involves having some tiles of a particular color in a particular configuration that are all irrigated and they've forgotten to irrigate because it doesn't occur to them. So that's the only part because I find myself teaching this game a lot and that's the part that I have to really kind of nuance so they understand how important that is that totally makes sense and there's like easier ways to actually have an irrigated plot like there are certain uh tiles you can put down to instantly irrigate something yeah um so it, most games we play it, yeah it, the the irrigation tiles are usually an afterthought so i can yeah. definitely understand yeah. that yeah do you have a quick jab for takanoko yeah um you know i the i love the stacks of bamboo um, they, it's just so fun. You know, you get to play with them, you get to build a little tower, but they topple over so easily. I, and I, maybe that's just my copy, but they're so loose that they're yeah. just constantly spilling out all over the table. <laughs> and yeah. um, this is sort of, I mean, semi-related to that. Uh, in the box of the game, uh, I, I put the, the game sideways on the shelf. Oh, yeah. And uh, every time I open it up, all the bamboo is scattered <laughs> everywhere. There's So I kind of wish there's an insert or something to just kind of keep them because the, the compartments are, are really nice. Um, yeah, it works, leave the it box works fine open. horizontally. It's, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, yeah, you can dip into it when you're playing the game. It's a nice organizer, but yeah, right. vertic so, vertically is a little mess. Exactly. So I guess my quick jab is um, things spill way too much. Uh, it, it's it's a messy game. Yeah. But you know sometimes the best games are a little messy. Exactly. Exactly. It's just the price you pay for awesome bamboo components. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So um, I think your last segment is who's the fake fan? Yes. So what is this segment and and are you ready to find out which of us is the fake fan? <laughs> I'm always a little nervous, even <laughs> though it, it, it's completely meaningless. Uh, who's the fake fan is the quiz segment of our podcast where we try and find out who's the biggest nerd and who is the fakest fan of the game we're talking about. And I've got a little question for you. Oh, okay. All right. What does the word Takanoko mean? Oh, no. Uh, Takanoko. I don't know this. I don't know if it's in the instruction manual, but I'm not going to look. Um, I'm going to take a guess. Takanoko. I have to think it means something like bamboo garden. It's just on the nose. It's, it's a bamboo garden. You're so close. You're so <laughs> close. You, you got half of it. So so I think I'll, I'll give you a half point. Half a point. Uh, takanoko. So take means bamboo. And then ko means child. So uh, And then no is like a kanji that like unites the two. So basically okay. it means bamboo child or bamboo sprout. Oh, uh, and wow. uh, the reason I know that is, yes, it is in the rule book, um, but also my wife speaks Japanese, so she figured that out even before we <laughs> we uh, read that part. So wow! But good great. guess, you you, piece, yeah. you you got half of it, yeah, so that counts for point. something. Yeah. You're, you're only half of a, a fake fan. <laughs> half of a fake fan. Okay. So here's my question for you. All right. Um, to see if you're a fake fan. So uh, Takanoko was designed by French designer 
Antoine Balza. Right. Can you name three other games designed by Antoine Balza? Man, I, I don't think I can even name one. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Is like I'm I'm semi. I'm I'm not that new to the the board game hobby, but I am pretty new when it comes to following board game creators. So I'm just gonna like n- spit out some random board game names and <laughs> okay. hope I get one of them right. Okay. So let's say uh, let's see here. What what are some French games? <laughs> Um, well, I'll give you one hint. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah, I'll take a hint, please. Okay. So, um, Antoine Bowser, the designer, seems to be really captured by Japanese culture. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, in that case, let's put Tokaido on there. Is Tokaido bing, bing, bing. one of them? Tokaido is one of them. Yes. yes. <laughs> I have that one on my shelf, too. That's a good one. Um, okay, I, I have to I have to try and guess two more. Uh, ooh, what, what about that um, fireworks game? That uh, fireworks card game? Like, it's not, it's not Hanafuda cards. Uh, but Blast or something? Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I do, and I'm going to give you credit for that, because uh, you said something that sounded like the right name, which is Hanabi. Hanabi! That's right. That's why I was thinking Hanafuda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Hanabi is the game where you can't see your own cards, but you can see everyone else's cards, and you're trying to play them in the right way to make fireworks. Awesome. Okay, I want to make one more guess. Okay, Uh, yeah. Is Suro designed by Antoine Bauza? Good guess. Um, Has this kind of, you know, Asian theme. Uh, Starts with a T. Um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's, it was. It was not designed by Antoine. Oh, uh, that's too bad. Yeah, sorry. So, so you are you are. Hey, but but you are only one third a fake fan. So you got two thirds of a point out of that. <laughs> well, with some help from my good friend Derek. <laughs> so he is his his biggest hit is the game Seven Wonders. Oh, okay, awesome. Yeah, which is yeah, not Seven Wonders is Japanese a timeless classic. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. So, and I have. Uh, the listeners can't see, but I, I actually have two of his other games on the shelf behind me right now. I, I picked up Samurai Spirit yesterday um, at the used bookstore, and then um, what do I, I have Draftosaurus back there too. He's very prolific. He has like over a hundred games. I, I just played Draftosaurus like yesterday. Oh. He made that game. Yes, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Dude, I, I, this is so cool to learn about because I have so <laughs> many of his games on the shelf. Right. We, we love Japanese themed games um, because my wife lived in Japan for part of her life. So we, uh, so yeah, we have Tokaido and Takanoko and Draftosaurus. <laughs> so yeah. that is so cool to learn. And, and yeah. Seven Wonders Duel, I guess. Yeah. Well, now I have to look up his entire pedigree and start buying all of them, I guess. Right, right. Uh, that's it for our interview. Thank you so much, Jared, for coming on First Player Token. This has been uh, delightful. And uh, uh, yeah, I appreciate you uh, sharing some thoughts on Takanoko. Oh, thank you so much, Derek. It is such a pleasure. Anytime, I am always happy to to join you. So thank you so much. Thanks so much to Jared for coming on First Player Token and talking about Takanoko. I was delighted to learn that it was a favorite game for both of us. If you're not already listening to Jared's podcast, Level With Us, you should search for and subscribe to it. Jared and Marcus have a lot of fun reviewing digital games with regular segments like star pieces and quick jabs and who's the fake fan. They do great casual banter 
and they keep their episodes short, usually around 20 minutes. Jared is also an excellent audio engineer, so the sound quality is always top-notch. The podcast is called Level With Us. Look for it wherever you listen to podcasts. Back to Takenoko. Jared and I mentioned that it's a great family game, not just because of all the fun components, but also because it's fairly easy to learn. The box says that it's for players ages 8 and up, and that sounds about right. It might take younger players a couple of rounds to get the hang of it, but there's no reading required, and the iconography is pretty clear. There's a little bit of luck involved, particularly with the goal cards you draw, but that just means younger players can sometimes score some easy points. You can, however, mess up other players' plans, since everyone can help build the garden and move the panda and the gardener around, which might be a little frustrating for some players. Games usually last between 45 minutes and an hour, and you can play with two, three, or four players. And, of course, a panda. That's it for this episode of the First Player Token Podcast. See the show notes for links to past episodes and for photos of Takanoko. It really is lovely to look at. And hey, could you write and review this podcast wherever you listen to it? while you're there subscribing to Level With Us. That would mean a lot and would help others find our podcasts. I've been your host, Derek Bruff. Thanks for listening. Now it's time to play some games. I am some vocal warm-ups. <laughs> right, right. Marcus and I, our no, no, vocal no. warm-up is we both yell, Enthusiasm! Enthusiasm! As, as loud as we can.